Hi, you're listening to the Prospect Roads podcast with Niall Lawler and Ewan Friars. Good evening, listeners. Welcome to episode 20 of the Prospect Roads podcast. Yes, believe your weary ears, you heard me right, episode 20. After almost a year's break, we are back, and if you're listening now, you, along with literally tens of others, are truly a member of our most loyal and most devoted section of fans. During that break, our world has changed. We've had Trump, Brexit, general elections, COP21, but myself and my co-host Niall have remained true to our adventuring and creative endeavouring that has that was the inspiration of the Prospect Roads podcast. I have clocked up many, many thousands of miles driving across North America, as well as helped launch a sourdough bakery and veggie cafe in Ireland, and I am now on the cusp of launching a new musical project that we will hopefully get to speak about a little bit later. Niall has been living the good life in the vineyards and the mountains of that northern utopia, Canada, and somehow we have still found time to share a few pints and words along the way. We reunite now via those trusty internet satellites to bring you the 20th episode of our beloved podcast. We hope you enjoy the program. Hi, everyone, and hi, Niall. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Um, as I said in the intro, you have been living in Canada and the last time we spoke, you were in Penticton. Since then you have been in Whistler and now you're back in Penticton. Um, would you like to tell me and the listeners about some of the sort of main events, uh, during your time or just take us through the time? Yeah, I'll just, I'll try and skirt over it quickly without too many harsh details. Um, so we left Penticton and we ventured to New York. We had a small holiday, New York, Boston, and then we spent time in Florida for Fest, the big punk festival uh, in Tampa and Gainesville, which was uh, which was really nice. Caught up with loads of people, Best caught band. loads of bands. What's that? Best band? Best band was obviously Propaganda. The second best band was Captain We're Sinking, who like, I hadn't heard of them before. I think they might be related to some of the guys from Menzinger's. And they blew me away. They're just anthemic, kind of post-hardcore with a bit of pop-punk. Really good. Uh, check them out. And then we, yeah, worst we made band. our way to... Worst band? <laughs> Sorry. Um, worst band, yeah. Okay. Uh, worst band. See, there's a lot of really good bands, but they played like 10 sets. So every time, and I'm not like a super fan, whereas a lot of the people I was with were super fans of all these bands. So they're like, let's go see Off With Their Heads for the 10th time. And I'm like, no, we've seen Off With Their Heads enough off with their music. Yeah. So um, not not to be um, uh, inflammatory about their music. Um, they were really good, but I just watched them too many times. But um, yeah, from uh, from there we went back. We went to Whistler, um, and I ended up working in the first. See, this is what I have to say to make it sound really impressive. The first vegetarian cafe on a ski resort in North America and potentially the world. So yeah, I spent hey. my um, I spent my uh, winter months trying to persuade rich Americans into buying veggie food when they could be eating burgers somewhere else. So that that was fun and challenging in in different ways. Um, <laughs> and then we we had to go back to Ireland for my sister's wedding 
and then go to Cyprus, and now we're back in Penticton. So that's a that's a very very quick catch up of what I've been up to. Hey man, you kind of you've done it all. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I, I skied a lot. I didn't mention that, but we'll probably get to that in a future podcast. And then the most recent event that's happened to me has been we had to actually evacuate the place where we were staying at because there was a forest fire just literally down the road. So like around one o'clock in the morning last Sunday, uh, we got like one of the guests was come back from a night out in town and uh, was like knocking on our door really loudly and we got out and all you could see was just like mountains on fire. It was quite terrifying. Um, so oh. we had to we had to get out, drive down to the beach, and then eventually we got put up in a hotel, which is quite nice. And we got back, and surprisingly, there was no damage. It didn't reach uh, it didn't reach where we were staying. So thankfully, that, yeah. um, we survived. <laughs> and have you been to where the fire was and seen the kind of scorched forest? I I haven't no because it was uh, it's quite a bit um, inland, so you couldn't. It would take a wee bit to get to walk to it and. Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet, but hopefully we will at some stage. But um, yeah, it just goes to show you, and I, and I think I probably mention it too much, but you know, Ireland's a very safe place, and other parts of the world have dangers that you don't really think about too often. <laughs> That's so true, and um, and you've uh, you've oh, on this podcast we've talked about bears and earthquakes. Yep, and now forest fires. There's another one. Well, so, and rattlesnakes. I'm looking and bears forward forests. to yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, the podcast where we find out that you've escaped like a tsunami or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it was just me. I was the only one that survived. How random is that? Um, <laughs> How random indeed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's been a, it's been an interesting uh, it's been an interesting year. And I've definitely experienced a lot of things that I didn't I didn't think I would have. So I guess that's all, all part of the fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's exciting. So, so enough of my boring um, Indiana Jones style escapee life. Uh, you've just launched a new musical project. Yes, um, but- I have indeed. So uh, last night, uh, the ever faithful guys at, uh, across the line, um, BBC Radio Ulster, they played the first song of a project that I'm kicking off at the minute called Catalan. Um wow. And I guess it would be nice of us to allow our Prospect Roads listeners to hear that song. Yeah, so uh, we'll just, we're just going to play it right now. It's not quite an exclusive, but uh, kind of the, the step just below an exclusive. Burns a 
some light man's feet Death for noble cause makes dying sweet Dependencies, international relations will see a downright boom. And cheers galore, while popcorn kernels they stick to the floor of that better cinema place where my ethics reflect. If that noble cause still knocks your front door, is the sacrifice the same as before? Go! Okay, that was Uka by Catalan, and we're done. <laughs> Sorry, no. So that, I, I've heard that song before, and you know how much I like it. So there's not really much I can say in that respect. But um, it's it's so exciting that you're able to release it and get it out to the world because I know you've been sitting on it for a, a, quite a while. Yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, it's an interesting way to do something um, to be working on it and kind of not have anyone know that you're doing it. And I suppose we hadn't really had that opportunity in access of for a few years because I guess when the project's out, you know, when the when the band is out there already, it's kinda like people just expect you to be writing and making music. But then since like Access of took some time off, I didn't say to anyone I, I guess I didn't say like publicly, like, oh, I have this new thing and I'm working on it. I just kinda just kept myself to myself and spent a bit of time getting this thing together and I've got load lots and lots of music um sort of demoed and then this this song oka was just like the first one i thought yeah i'll, I'll try and get it recorded well and and get it out there yeah and i mean so you mentioned it on your uh, instagram feed which people can check out but um you can you tell a bit about the story about how it all came together you know it, like the kind of romantic aspect of, of like how we finished the last gig and then it was like the kind of that closed one chapter and it's like you moved to you went to france and it opened another one yeah, well, that was like um, I I knew as soon as we booked like our last like, Access Off gig, I knew that it would be it, that would really like hit me quite hard because you know we devoted our lives to a band for the best part of ten years, and it wasn't like some hobby thing for us. It was like our lives, and it completely yeah. defined who we were as people. Yeah, it, it, I wouldn't say it was it was our last ever gig, but I just knew it would be the last gig for a prolonged period of time. And I knew that if I did did that gig and was kind of left um, in the same environment that Axis of existed in, me, meaning you know if I was to be just up at the place that we rehearsed up in the north coast or the place we rehearsed on the north coast, or if I was to be in and around a lot of the same spots that we played in, it would kind of like hit me even harder. So I decided that then I'd book um, I'd book 
uh, my trip, as it were, to France to go live there for a couple months um, the day after our show. So, yeah, yeah, I met you, I think, the, the next morning and we'd been in the bar all night <laughs> and uh, in like a lock-in. And I met you to pick up the gear or something the next day. And I drove yeah. all the gear up to our lock-in, put it in, and then I drove to the airport and with along with my girlfriend Cara so off we went to um, France and when when we arrived that that next day I got to the house we were staying in and I had like a couple microphones and my interface and my laptop and I just like set up a little table facing the window and I set the I set the little studio up and I just kind of said to myself this is here if you feel like you want to make some music or write some stuff it's here and I and I just kind of walked out of the room and was like I'm feeling no pressure to do it because you know, this is the last time that people are going to think that I have yeah, something some, coming. I've no schedule, no kind of time frames or anything. For sure, yeah. So I didn't feel any pressure in that way. I was just like, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be just if I'm compelled through some other means to go go up there and do that. So I left the room and like that afternoon, I was kind of already like chipping away at little ideas and and uh, some of the things that I'm, you know, putting. I suppose I imagine will eventually be an album. Um, and so Oka kind of is, has come out of that process. Um, but it's cool because it's a project that started, I guess, in France in in that little room, but then having toured the States last year with, and so watch from afar, I kind of like, I, I was out doing merch with them, but I've recorded a lot there and I, I find, and, and I recorded actually a lot whenever, um, even whenever I was up in Whistler with you yeah. <clears throat> during yeah. that time. And so it's kind of like, it's nice. It's got a really nice, uh, I find global just endless kinda. amounts of, yeah, yeah, totally. And there's a, there's an inspiration like that. I just kind of find from like we always have done from traveling. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think it's got like a, a freshness to it that, um, I'm, I'm really excited about and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that it's now out there and I can start like telling people about it and it's, it's been the reaction's been really really good yeah um, and I, I it's funny thinking back that when we launched axis of it was like well it was effectively 2007 so like if you think about the amount of you know how fast the music industry changes and evolves and you, you know the last time you launched something well apart from sons of bird up which wasn't isn't really something that you launched by yourself that like how do you think the climate has changed or has your approach changed or has has all the environment around you has that changed how you launched it or how you kind of went about starting the process definitely and it's so funny because i had to think about this the other day i kind of feel like you know we've been touring and playing music and writing albums and doing all this stuff yeah so with all that in mind I'm, i feel like i'm quite experienced with what it, what it means to be in a band or how, how to be in a band or how to operate as a, a musician in the current setup but uh the last time i actually launched something there was no such thing as instagram like i was a teenager at school yeah and, exactly you know so everything's changed you know like and and the way that we did it then was just like right well practice this weekend and then probably like in three weeks time we could just do gigs every weekend from then until forever and that's pretty much what we did we were just like straight out like you know and then it was like okay we're gigging now and we wrote songs every week and changed our set every single week and you know had had things recorded immediately and stuff so 
Uh, that was amazing and a really, really fun way to do it. But I kind of thought there's not really much point in me repeating the same process and just having the same experiences over. So I've kind of done it a little bit different this time. Yeah. Um, and it's no less exciting doing it this way. But yeah, just that the sheer like difference in terms of like social media is ridiculous. And I, I do struggle to kind of keep up with that kind of aspect of it. Yeah, it's, it's a totally different world. I mean, I was chatting to someone about um, what they're like. They're, I think it was like a friend, a friend of ours band and I was chatting to them about what their aims are and they're talking about, you know, oh, we're really glad we got like 30,000 plays on the Spotify playlist or something. It's like, and is that good or or what does that signify? And they're like, no, that's really good. And it's like that even something like that since I've stopped, you know, I know Spotify's been around for a while, but it was never really a big tool for access of. So even something like how that's yeah. evolved and how people can kind of process their um, progress by like checking up on Spotify plays, that's totally new to me. So it's like even something like small like that, that's like, a completely like that's completely different from um you know even when i stopped which is what like a year ago <laughs> yeah totally and it's it's really hard to keep up and uh there's like really good things about doing a project by yourself um but one of the one of the uh downsides is that you don't have like kind of your your bandmates sort of informing you and keeping you and you're all pushing each other and you know you're yeah, all yeah. sort of like you know on it in that way um so that yeah that's that's just one of the it's a different it's just a different kind of oh i say struggle but it's like a different sort of process it's it's yeah, fascinating for sure and one thing that i think you always did really well was you've always like been you've differentiated yourself from i would say your peers in terms of lyrics you know like I've ne- you wouldn't be able to compare your lyrical content to anyone else uh, that i that we like played gigs with but i i was wondering about how you'll approach differentiating yourself from yourself <laughs> so you're like kind of working <laughs> against the axis of you and how do you like is the lyrical process different from what it was when, it, when you're an axis of or is it like uh, is it just you know it's your experiences so it's always going to have a through line or is it is it a totally new kind of approach I, I think there's like some things that are um that are different about it and, the, and as you say there'll be some things that just kind of inevitably link it um one thing that differentiates the you know, Catalan Ewan with the axis of Ewan is the fact that the axis of Ewan is like, you know, a 10 year period and yeah. even just the lapse of time will change your style slightly. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I also think that Catalan's a bit more, um, I don't know, maybe more, it's hard, it's maybe a bit more immediate or a bit more urgent perhaps. A little less uh, uh, subtle. Maybe yeah, maybe a bit like not that that uh, not that these are just two ways of doing things, and it's not like I'm trying to turn my back on the axis of, of way. And you know, you always hear about people who start who start a new band, and they kind of like you know they're really almost resentful of what they did before. It's like I'm not like that, you know. I'm super proud of axis of, and yeah, I'm 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 doing something new and I'm trying to make it different, but I'm not making it different because I don't like axis of. It's just I want to try and get a new experience as well. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good way to do it, and it means if you like the the the, the downside is if you come out with something um, kind of politically or socially challenging, you won't have me to back you up. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> yeah, man, my bodyguard. <laughs> um, and uh, I guess I, I listen, I've listened to the song and like the various songs quite a lot. 
and I really enjoy it because I can't really pick up on the influences too much. I can't be like, I think this sounds like, uh, you know, torture. I think this sounds like converger. You know, I, I, I can't do it. I think that's probably because I'm completely out of touch musically. But um, um, I was wondering if, I, it, if you could touch on the influences at all because I, I kind of get a sense and not in terms of musical, but my, like an attitude kind of similar to um, like the Clash kind of post-London Calling um jet plane landing and maybe even a little touch of and this is very much i mean an attitude not in music uh less talk more rock by propaganda <laughs> wow <laughs> propaganda are still pretty prevalent in our influential yeah uh, circle kind of but that. yeah no you can't and i wouldn't try to like what a record um but yeah you you, you nailed it a few of those others like the, the clash i think um was a band that totally inspired me whenever I played in my first punk rock bands uh their pre-London Colin was the inspiration then yeah and then as you say now yeah like I've they've been my favorite band since I was you know a teenager but the cool thing about them is that I really only started getting into Sandinista which is the album after London Colin probably in the last like two years and the good thing about it also is that it's a triple album so I probably haven't finished actually listening <laughs> to all of it yet yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, that like, yeah, that that attitude that they had at that time, where they were kind of unstoppable in terms of like they weren't in any way shackled by genre at all, and then they also running through the album as like a sort of a stream of kind of revolutionary politics and like radical ideas. So I like that, uh, and then I think yeah, Jeplin as well, my probably my favorite Irish band ever. Um, so yeah nailed it there um and then another big thing like in the last couple of years is the band why who actually just went to see in london it was incredible but like something about uh something about the way that yoni wolf puts lyrics together it really speaks to me so yeah they've been huge but then other bands that uh, yeah i've had to actually think about this recently when writing you know kind of the about section for catalan but um yeah i think i've found myself just drawn to people who try to create um sort of clever lyrics so you know maybe not in sound but like i think regina specter in the last couple years has been an influence um uh, and then of course like uh derek zanetti who we had on the podcast like you know he yeah his lyrics you know so these kinds of people that I, i like people who have yeah some some interest in lyrics going on max bemis from uh, say anything you know he like say anything is a band that as weird as they are they kind of sit in like the pop punk genre but their lyrics are nothing like any of those bands and that's yeah, i kind yeah. of think that's cool um and then also just people with like voices that are are a bit weird or a bit different or a bit sort of out there like and then that that maybe harks to a bit of my uh interest in kind of like folk music so yeah. there's a singer margaret barry who sang in like the thirties and she was like a, a gypsy lady from Cork and she had the most, her, like her, her voice sounds like a chainsaw, but you know, it's really fascinating to listen to. So I guess maybe, maybe some of those people have kind of like been a, a part of this for sure. Yeah. Well, it's quite a big melting pot of, um, and I, I think it definitely shows because you know, it's, it's hard to pick a, defi- you know, I think like, uh, there's maybe some bands and even acts of at times, you know, like you could kind of, 
pinpoint a, a song or an album that we'd all been really into at the time and it would like whilst it wouldn't sound like a ripoff it would it would you could definitely point to the inspiration and i think it's definitely a good thing that i can't do that <laughs> yeah definitely and i think that like uh um the times that bands sound like other bands the most is usually on their first release yeah because they've got into something and they've just like that's been the core inspiration that you know and like i feel like quite happy about how the first song for catalan yeah it doesn't necessarily sound like yeah it doesn't sound like too much like something i'm, I'm happy that it, it definitely has its own thing going on I'm, I'm yeah for sure um and i guess uh, i'm interested in what happens next you know uh, uh any more music gigs videos what, what's the next yeah. step well, I was thinking about this last night whenever um, I was listening to ATL and I kind of like was thinking about how inevitably launching a new project, people are going to do that, like do that question at the end of an interview where they go like, so what's the plan for the future? Yeah. And uh, um, I kind of thought like maybe I should try to, you know, answer it differently than I have over the years and just say something like, uh, yeah, well, in the next six months, I'm actually turning into a reptile. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you can be sure I play exclusively, that, uh, I, I play exclusively at jeremy corbyn rallies that's it but i haven't been asked any yet so <laughs> i've cornered my market <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be the only reptile rocking out at corbyn rallies <laughs> but I'll, I'll definitely have some scaly music coming out pretty soon so keep an nice. eye out that's good to hear. Well, thanks very much for listening to the the reunion podcast, the comeback special. Um, we'll be back very <laughs> soon with a with a, a very special guest. And when I say very special, I mean a little special. You mean me?